Welcome back to the Punt Return Podcast. We're getting to the end of a very long season preview series. Uh, we've gone through the entire AFC. We are nearing the end of the NFC, gone the East, West and North, and we're about to finish up with the NFC South. Ryan, thanks again for joining us. We'll start with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I really feel like this is their division to lose again. Brady's gone. He's back. He's gone. He's back again. Uh, can sure. we do it Are we again? Sure? Like you said, we didn't do much research. We're actually not sure if he's back or not. But well, he um, says he's back. Let's go with it that he is. Because Nobody, nobody's actually seen him. Nobody's actually <laughs> seen him in training camp. But he says that he's back, and they all say that he's back. But nah, he's I mean, ba- he. I actually did see today he's back at training camp. So crisis averted there for any Tampa Bay <laughs> Bucks fans. It's it's more likely to see Tam- uh, Tom Brady. Suiting up than not, to be honest. The, the man will be playing for another 20 years, let's be honest. So which club or which franchise that is, we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like you said, it's pretty obvious uh, who the who the key team in this division is. They mm. they romped home to a division title last year, um, even though they did lose to the Saints twice yep. last season. But that didn't make a difference. I think they still ended up four more wins than the Saints, which just shows you how dominant they were against other teams in the conference and, and division, of course. So... It's hard to see any of the other teams challenging them. The Saints are, are the obvious one again, um, but uh, it looks like it's a, a lay down reserve for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who will be once again in the in the playoffs. And um, you know, there's a there's a little guy called uh, Julio Jones who was added just a couple of weeks ago to that lineup. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about the LA Rams and and a few other franchises with top tier offenses, but the Bucks might just have the best offense in the NFL. I mean, you, you mentioned Mike Evans and Julio Jones, but yeah, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Lenny Fournette, Cameron Brayton, Kyle Rudolph at, at tight end. I mean, this offense is stacked, and, and we know how good they are defensively under Todd Bowles. Yeah, an, another year under that kind of blitz-heavy Todd Bowles defense. Uh, you know, it's just they're, they're almost stacked on, on every line, and the only question mark is how long we've been asking it for a decade. How long can Tom Brady keep performing at QB and and – you know, I think that that was a really, a really big question last year, and he proved that he could do it again. He was you know, a top five QB in the league last year, um, had his best year for for a number of years, um, and like you said, adding Julio Jones to that offense, uh, you know, just just adds another dimension to to what they're going to be able to do. And and defensively, I think they're going to be really strong again. So, the the one question mark is is obviously you know Tom Brady, and and when does Father Time catch up? But uh, they've lost Ryan Jensen at centre. Obviously, it's still got Tristan Wirfs and, and Shaq Mason uh, on that offensive line. But is there a slight question mark around that offensive line? Yeah, that was that was going to be that's another huge blow for them, wasn't it? Losing Ryan Jensen only a week or so ago. Um, you know, we they had a number of injuries on the offensive line last year. In fact, they had you know injuries right across the board and um, and on the defense side as well. But yeah, the Bucks look a class above the rest of their their um, division rivals. So it might not make it, um, you know, an early season kind of issue with with Ryan Jensen missing, but it might come back to bite them, you know, later in the season if he if he doesn't make it back. So um, when we get to the business end of the season, because we know the Bucks are going to be there. I think, yeah, like I said, they're the obvious the obvious choice here for the NFC South crown. And uh, yeah, I think it's like you said at the top. I think it's theirs to lose. 
Yeah, I think so. It is theirs to lose. And potentially if there is a competitor to them in the NFC South, it is the New Orleans Saints. And it is a little bit of a new look, New Orleans Saints, uh, without Sean Payton at the helm. Uh, haven't seen a Saints team without Sean Payton since uh, Bounty Gate for, for a season. But they have lost some personnel. But I still think that potentially they have the best defense in the division, if not the conference, if not the entire NFL, and they really need the offense to fire. And who knows what that offense looks like without Sean Payton. I mean, he really was the brains behind the operation uh, in that New Orleans offense, but there is still plenty of talent there. I mean, you look at Alvin Kamara, you've got Michael Thomas coming back. You've got Mark Ingram to punch it in. You've got Jarvis Landry. There's a few other guys across that offense. When you combine that with that defense that is super dangerous and potentially an underrated QB in uh, Jameis Winston. Um, how do you, how do you feel about the Saints coming into this season? I quite like the Saints. I've got them actually as a wild card team in the NFC. Like I said, the NFC's certainly not as open or as competitive, I should say, as the AFC. So now the Saints Saints will be thereabouts again. Obviously, they were they were knocking on the door for a playoff spot. It was up to you or. Your boys, the Eagles, all them to get in last year and, and the Eagles just won out. I think the Saints will make amends for that and, and get in. And with a healthy Jameis Winston all year, I, I certainly think they'll be more potent on offense where they, they kind of struggled last year. They'll have a obviously a superstar in Alvin Kamara leading the way. But the, the chat is that Michael Thomas has, has come back and, and he's, could be the Michael Thomas of older. I mean, I think we have to see that before we believe it. But um, if they can have a Michael Thomas like they did only a couple of seasons ago with Drew Brees, that's a very, very um, worrying-looking uh, offense. Of course, with you know Chris Olive as well, the free agent um, addition uh, with the rookie, I should say, and then the free agent Jarvis Landry joining the the offense. It's it's a little bit reminiscent of what Brees had. So it, it's uh, exciting to see for the Saints, and and like you said, their defense looked strong again. So. Yeah, they're, they're an obvious challenger, the only challenger, I think, to to the Bucks, of course, and, and I think they sneak in for a wild card spot, no no troubles at all. I think we forget how good Michael Thomas is and the impact that he can have on on this offense and this team in general. And, and I think that, like I, I touched on before, I think Jameis Winston is potentially underrated. I, I know that he kind of comes into this conversation as, you know, he was meant to be the messiah or whatever, the you know, top draft pick in, in Tampa Bay and all that sort of stuff. But uh, what is what he was able to achieve over his career, despite all of the the setbacks, et cetera, I think has been you know, NFL worthy. I think he's quite clearly a, an NFL quality, NFL caliber starter in, in this league. And, you know, we, with a, a top tier defense, with that talent on offense ahead of him that he's never seen before, uh, yeah, they could they could be pretty dangerous, and and I'm like you. I think I've got them in a uh, in a playoff spot uh, come the end of the season. But uh, a couple of other teams that that can be dangerous on their day. We've got the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons, and big question marks about both of these franchises. But there is talent. You look at the the Panthers and and Baker Mayfield's now their starting QB. They get Christian McCaffrey back healthy, and who knows what he can do. I mean, without a doubt, the best offensive player in the NFL when he's fit and healthy. And we haven't see, seen him do that for a very long time. I mean, the argument could be made for someone like a Saquon Barkley, but again, we haven't seen that for, for so long, like Alvin Kamara. Uh, and, and we just need to see it over a whole season. But Christian McCaffrey is right up there as, you know, offensive player of the year candidates. Um, their offensive line is probably above average. 
you know, if they can keep Baker Mayfield in the pocket, if they can keep McCaffrey safe and, and healthy and not hurt, then they could be a potential smoky for a playoff spot late in the season. Yeah, they've still got Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore there on offense, uh, but their defense does look horrible. They've lost Reddick and Gilmore, obviously, uh, and that's going to be, I think, their uh, their falling down point is is on defense. They're just going to not be able to stop opposing offenses, and you know the, the offenses in uh, in Tampa Bay and, and New Orleans in particular uh, are going to take advantage. I think, Ryan. Yeah, not too much more to add there. I think obviously their weakness is that defense. They've, they're going to struggle there, but you know there, there is good offensive weapons. I mean, if we see a Baker Mayfield a couple of seasons ago, and you know he's he's considered with the ball, he doesn't make too many rash decisions, and he and he gets it out of his hands. I mean, lets Christian McCaffrey do the work, fighting again. He's fit and healthy, like you mentioned. Uh, it's a big if after two seasons of pretty much no football at all. You know, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are above average wide receivers, uh, especially the latter, uh, the former in terms of DJ Moore. So there is a decent little, um, you know, optimism there for the Panthers to, to potentially, like you said, potentially, yeah, I mean, all things going well, push up towards that wild card spot because, again, the NFC is so weak. But I just don't see them, unfortunately, challenging at that stage. You know, a lot of things are going to have to go right there for them to do that. So for Baker Mayfield's new team, I think they're a... Um, Six seven win team, unfortunately, and if all things go well, they could push up towards eight or nine, and and that could get him in the hunt. Yeah, I haven't got him as a playoff team at this stage. Yeah, I think the NFC is one of those conferences, as we've seen over the last couple of years, that nine wins could could see you there, and and I think they're one of those teams that if everything goes right for them, and a couple of things go wrong for some of their opponents, that potentially that that eight to nine win mark is achievable and attainable. But yeah, I think you're right. They're more likely a six to seven win team uh, and probably just behind, you know, the saints in, in this division uh, who are already, a, you know, probably a step behind the bucks as well. So it, it is going to be tough going, but if everything goes right for them and, and a couple of things go wrong for some of the others, then they can potentially make a, make a little run, I reckon. But yeah, there's, there's, there's a few things that have to fall into place for the Panthers and, and, the Atlanta Falcons, I think, uh, are in that you know, real transition period. You know, there's there's a huge question mark about who's going to start at, at QB. Is it going to be Marcus Mariota getting that starting gig full time for a season for the first time in what feels like a hundred years, or is it going to be Desmond Ritter? You know, they've got a, a horrible defense. It's a real concern. They're a bottom five defense. They might be a bottom two defense to be honest. Kyle Pitts at, at tight end, you know, second year tight end, is their main man on offense. Uh, big expectations of him last year, and he started off slow. Kind of found his rhythm late in the year, and I think I think he's going to be a really good player. But you know, it's unfortunate that he, that he's now on a team that ultimately, you know, essentially doesn't have a quarterback, doesn't have any type of real leadership on offense, and a, a lot of uh, a lot of resource and effort is going to fall onto the shoulders of, of Kyle Pitts in the, in this offense. And you know, they're one of those teams that are you're going to be around the mark of that two to three win teams over the course of the season and, and, you know, really in contention for those, those top two QB prospects in, in the next draft. Yeah. I can't see them winning more than four games. That's for sure. And I think their line is around that three and a half, four, mm. uh, four and a half, I think even. So if you can get under four and a half, I think take it. I think, I don't think yep. they'll be contending for anything anywhere near more than that. So yeah. I mean, when you come in and you see a second year tight end as your number one, 
number one offensive weapon plus you know your rookie that you've just drafted in the first round is your your clear number one wide receiver. There's literally no one else on that depth chart whatsoever other than Drake London. So, and then you've got either a rookie quarterback and secondly, you know, not a washed up because he, you know, hasn't played for so long. So yeah, it's hard to, hard a, to judge a career a career journeyman. I think is what yeah. You're I suppose. I mean, he was obviously more than that. I think at the start when he when he came into the league and and he had a few flashy seasons, but. Yeah, now he's been around the traps and, and haven't hasn't really had a chance to perform. So yeah, I think journeyman's probably fair, but it's gonna be a long year for any Atlanta Falcons fans out there. I think um, yeah, like you said, it's just certainly a, a big transition phase for for the franchise that um, you know, is most famous for blowing a Super Bowl. Um, that couldn't be blown. But anyway. Uh, you just, just had story. to stick the dagger in for any Falcons. Oh, I don't think there's too many out there, is there, anyway? <laughs> or am I still – is that is that being even more harsh? But, look, I, I think it's a it's a race in one for this for this division. I mean, the Saints yep. uh, are clearly the number two seeds in this division and, and could be pushing for a wild card spot. But, you know, injuries are – you know, football's a funny game. If, if, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks lose their main man and – T, T Brady, or if he goes mid-season retirement, who knows? Um, then the Saints could come into play. But I think it's uh, the Bucks. Uh, Bucks are the clear number one seeds here, and, and they'll be um, in the playoffs once again. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's yeah the, the the way that this division pans out, I think is is pretty clear. I think you're right that the Bucks are a clear number one. The Saints are a clear number two. And if things go wrong in Tampa Bay, then the Saints can potentially take over that top spot. If everything goes right for them, you got the Panthers in a clear number three spot that that can do some damage and potentially shape some of those uh, later seedings in, in the NFC. And then the Falcons are going to you know hold up the rear of the conference potentially. Um, you know, bottom three offense, bottom three defense. Uh, you know, a lot of question marks on, on both ends of the the field, both sides of the ball in Atlanta. And and for me, it's the Bucks again. I think we're on the, the same page. For a lot of these divisions, we've, we've got a couple of head-to-heads uh, across the board, but I think we're on the same page most of the time. And I think if you look back at last season, when we were on the same page most of the time, we did pretty well. So we might have to come back in, in a week or so and, and do our kind of final you know, predictions, projections, uh, over-unders, et cetera, and, and some of the awards, you know, post-season awards and, and that sort of stuff. Um, but for now, I think that probably wraps up our division previews. We've gone through the entire AFC. We've now gone through the entire NFC. Uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us. Any final thoughts before we uh, we sign off? No, nah, Nick, it's been awesome to chat to you again, mate, and talk all things NFL. And, and thanks for listening, folks. We, yeah, like Nick said, well, I think we'll be back next week with some season predictions and and previews. We'll do a bit of a, 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 a season preview with some of our player awards and and some of our future long bets like we did last season as well. So, yeah, look forward to chatting then. Thanks all for tuning in. We will speak to you soon. And uh, in the meantime, if you've got any questions, if there's anything you do want to hear from us or don't want to hear from us, let us know on Twitter. Uh, we are on Twitter at the Punt Return Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook or on Instagram. We're everywhere. Uh, obviously, you can catch us on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, otherwise, like I said, uh, earlier we are now in the sportsmate nfl live app as well um so keep in touch and let us know what you do want to hear uh otherwise signing off and we'll speak to you soon